and welcome to Capel Live Chat, where you get business insights amidst fast-changing times. I'm Jackie Yap, and with me today is uh, Dr. Gok Sunju, uh, Chief Skills Officer of Skills Future Singapore. Sunju, it's such a delight to have you here with Thank us. Thank you, Jackie. Um, I understand that you actually lead a team of uh, job skills analysts, data scientists, futurists, and they actually study trends that affect businesses, jobs, and skills. Could you tell us a little bit more about that, as well as how you repurpose your team to carry that thanks, out? Thanks, Jackie, for the question. Yes, in uh, July 2019, I was asked to take over as uh, the division called Skills Development Group uh, as Chief Skills Officer. So that before my time, the whole team of officers were looking after the development of skills framework for Singapore. So they, over the five, five years, they have developed all 34 uh, uh, sector skills uh, framework. And uh, the skill the was pretty difficult to develop because we need to engage uh, tripartite partners, go to firms uh, and, and do all the interviews. So the process was very long drawn. Each framework takes about, I'll say easily nine months to a year uh, to before we can publish and understand what kind of job and skills. So they take us about five years. And, and by the time when I took over, it was near the tail end of uh, skills framework development. And I knew that we need to have a more uh, speediest way mm -hmm. to, to identify job and skills uh, in order to inform uh, the citizens, the stakeholders about what kind of job and skills are in demand and changing. Um, so I was asking myself then, how can we do it faster instead of the traditional ways? So we decided that we need to repurpose ourselves and know how to utilize uh, various databases, uh, how to collect data, how to use neural network anal analysis to be able to inform us on the fastest way. And, and a lot of time is moving forward. We are not looking at today's job. Look, we, are, we need to anticipate tomorrow's job. What kind of job in the future where our economy needs for Singaporeans? So I think these are, these are the impetus for us to decide that, okay, we need to repurpose ourselves from a skills framework development group to one that really develop skills for the citizens, for the economy. It must have been a huge change moving from, in a way, an encyclopedia way of uh, determining skills to one that is really more uh, based on trends, on needs and looking at the future. So how did you, in a way, move the team from, say, standard roles to really one of more innovation, exploration, and mm. even experimentation. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Jackie, you're right about using the word encyclopedia. <laughs> I, I had the same feeling about the, the first set of skills uh, framework was really very much encyclopedia because once it's published, it's more online, and people have to expect it to download the, 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 the booklet, to, yes. to flip, and trying to understand what is being published. So we ask ourselves, the first thing is, how can, how can we have a common understanding of the future directions? Which is very timely because at that point, moment in time, we were launching next bound of Skill Future, which is after the five years, the next five years, what does Skill Future mean to citizens and the whole nation? And the next bound of Skill Future has identified that the three key stakeholders, the citizens, uh, the enterprises, employers, and the, the training providers, mm -hmm be it the IHL, be it the private providers, has to be the three, the trinity that we need to work together and have the shared, shared, shared information. And we ask ourselves, how can we do that? And we, we know that we need to develop job skills insight for all. And that job skill insight for all become 
the directions and we know why the new purpose for all of us. Then the next, of course, the next question is the, the how power will come later. Mm. But the, the transformation of the culture is something that was difficult, but we need to know how to do it. Uh, that's, that's where we start with forming the, shaping the culture first mm. before determining the how to do part. Mm-hmm. How did you, you know, culture and mindset takes a while to change. You know, mm. you can't just turn on and off the switch, yeah. so to speak. So how did you balance that and at the same time meet expectations of what mm. you had to deliver? Yes, yes. Uh, tough, tough, I must say, very difficult. Still very difficult. Um, the first thing we, we did was to get the leadership team together, mm. which we decided to call ourselves the 3 C. Okay. Care, culture and change. Ah. So we decided that we, our identity as a leadership team is care, culture and change. And we, whenever we meet every two weeks, it's always these three topics, care, mm-hmm. culture and change. So that we, we, we will not lose sight of how to manage the fear and the concern of the people, mm-hmm. their well-being, uh, the mental well-being, the emotional well-being. Then we need to think about the culture. What kind of culture you want to shape up? Which is the one that you have to say standardizations, everything is QC'd properly mm-hmm. to one that is, hey, it's okay, I have, I have, no, I have no playbook, I want to try and do new things. And then uh, the change part really come in um, about moving the ground. So I think that the three C kind of gel the leadership team together, mm-hmm. and we it, we will every two weeks will deliberate on what how has it progressed, is things better, and and we designed uh, together we decided to design a um, first is we're going to set the culture right. Uh, how do we encourage innovation? How do we tell people that hey sorry there's no SOP anymore mm-hmm. and there is no steady state. Everything is about iterative. We need to go to the market with minimum viable product, iterate, check with the user, no good, okay, we come back and redo, enhance the next version and go out. I think take, that takes a lot of uh, courage and saying that I'm going to the market not knowing really this is a product we need to produce. So we design um, work, learn, deliver. I call it work, learn, deliver. We call it work, learn, deliver packages. That there is, There are certain projects that every team member will jump through together. It starts with very simple thing, uh, organizing webinar. <laughs> because organizing webinar means, okay, you need to find a partner, find our topics, yes. and then you don't know how to curate and how to host. Uh, something totally new, because a lot of them were very much uh, back-end researchers. They don't front, they don't look at camera, they look, don't look at, um, uh, they don't have, don't have to engage a lot. Uh, so that pushed everyone, so we scheduled we roster everybody to go through that in a team of three. Mm. So the first team will jump, jump the pool first. Will turn back and tell the rest of the team, "Hey guys, these are the, ah, this is the, this is the this is the process." Huh? Mm. Then the next team will add on and tell the third team, "Hey, this is how we work out. You need to play some music before that. And you know mm. how to do, do adjust stuff." So gradually, the the momentum built, and everybody was so excited. They have done something totally new in their life they never done before. So that was like. To us, it's a low-lying fruits, mm-hmm. first first success. Then after they do another thing, another thing. So that whole work, learn, deliver packages was very deliberate. Uh, we let them try about a year of different packages. Then we find training programs to come in. We work with NUS uh, Scale to identify a series of uh, programs that will help them in their work. After that experience through, they know what communication means mm-hmm. and they want to find out about how do I write on a LinkedIn post? How do I write um, a dossier that uh, looks authoritative? Mm-hmm. 
how do I do proper citation? How do I um, uh, use data? How do I use analytics? So I think after the experience through them, we give them this backup, knowledge backup, have the, have the time to get out of work, to rethink and reflect on their practices through this kind of training. Uh, I thought it was a very useful process. Do first, experience, um, and then you know that it worked out, it didn't work out. Then you find that, ah, it makes sense after all, then come back and continue to do it. So now we're designing the phase two of the work learn deliver packages. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you know you used incremental steps, you provided peer learning and mm. also some development programs along the way. Yeah. Um, and I also found it interesting that you know you the, the first C is care. Mm. Uh, because change can be scary mm. and you know some say that actually the rate of change has outpaced our ability to actually adapt to change now yeah so you know with this sense of fear sometimes how did you in a way care for your staff to help them take that leap of faith yeah so what we have done is uh, we deliberately set up care group this quite, sounds quite funny right like school <laughs> care group so the care group uh, with one of the CCC member is only to talk about issues of concern or issues that they want to raise. Right. Nothing to do about, it's not about deliverables. Oh. So that uh, on a regular basis, they were checked in uh, with the care group and then we will, they will feedback to the CCC and when we, whenever we meet on a month, uh, monthly basis we'll raise the CCC. Has anybody see any issues, any team member are not um, has major concern or show signs of stress or are they okay? What are the... So I think we, we set up this care group uh, and this care group kind of quite effective because it, it, the, the, the person, the care person typically are not your RO, not your reporting officer. Ah, so it's not their direct boss. Yeah. Uh, number two is I make it a point to meet every team member uh, twice a year. Personally. Uh, personally. So so that, that time dedicated to seeing them and say, that, hey, you can tell me anything, you know, this is not recorded. You want you want me to say the truth. Uh, you can, you want me you, you want to ask me difficult questions, by all means ask. So I think that slowly build up uh, the trust. And we also change the way we do performance review. Oh. Yeah, because in, in, in mid last year we decided to say, hey, the performance review must reflect what value to us? What value to us as a team in a, a SDG and skills development group? So number one, we say we value innovations. Mm. Number two, we say we value uh, collaborations and co-learning, co-creations. Number three, we say we value um, care. So how can we how can we create this performance review that allow us to reflect this? Ah. So we, we we make a very concerted effort it's about not personal achievement. I've done this. I've done this. Done this. So we ask very simple questions like, name three, name the top five person whom you think in the team are your role model that you look up to and they, 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 you really think they are res- you, you respect them for what they have done. So they name and they justify. It's very interesting. Then suddenly you see this congregation of name like, oh, this poor of Individuals are the one that are the positive forces. So the focus moves away from the individual to yeah. role models in the team. And, and of course, it's, they can talk about themselves, how I contribute, right? right. And you try to really see that the, the other party agree that this person is doing this for the team. Mm. So we allow them to identify their role model. We allow them to talk about their contributions. And in the area of what we think is important, innovation, collaborations, mm. co-creations and all that. So I think that kind of also shape 
the culture, mm. and and people we 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 actually published the the collective findings. Ooh. Yes, collective finding of okay. Do you know who are the the on the on the top of the chart this year? <laughs> or oh, these are the names. How many times they are being mentioned? And you know, for what reason they are being mentioned? So they know that oh, it's recognized. Indeed, they are they recognize that this this poor individual are the special one that driving the change is is recognized. Uh, that that was a very important decision to change the performance review process. Mm. Not just about accounting for what you have done, but what have you. How have you contributed to change the uh, the whole culture? Uh, and of course, we also have uh, as SkillFuture Singapore's engagement employee engagement survey. Uh, so we compare uh, year on year, see whether there is any changes in key area of concern, like for example, whether the workplace is, has offer a psychologically safe environment for them to work, uh, whether they feel that the workplace allowed them to uh, participate in innovations. And I, I must say that the most recent one, we are very happy to see, hundred percent of the team members say that yes, they were given opportunity to innovate, which I I, I am extremely happy. Results. And the uh, and the trust level has gone up mm. because they know that okay, it's okay. I I can fail, I can fail. I can I can innovate. I can fail, and I can do. And uh, everybody is around here to to work together. I think that's a kind of change that. If you, if you ask me, I would want to measure during the change process. Right. Of course, uh, there are still KPI to meet, there is still work plan yes. to meet. Yes. Uh, but if we were to see that work is a process to develop people and team, things will fall in nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you ask me whether I have the period I'm anxious, of course I do anxious when I'm asking like, oh, when is this going to happen? Uh, who is going to quickly deli- deliver this team? There is um, there are there are uh, there are clients or there are uh, partners waiting for this to push out. Uh, when can I see that happen? So yes, yeah, sometimes I may be jumpy at the corner, and they can sense that Sunju is anxious. <laughs> they will come in and, and take certain actions. Yeah, yeah. But along the way, it's about guiding guiding each other how to how to get things done. Mm. Mm. So it sounds like you've established in a way some pillars of culture that you want your people to focus on and also you created some safe places you know, mm. for them to truly share their concerns. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so we have a monthly uh, uh, community of practice oh. where we ask hey, who want to come and share the most recent piece of work so they can be vulnerable like oh it was so difficult no so I didn't know I was doing well then after that but by the, by the time they present what they have done people are like wow this is fascinating so I think it's allowed them to share and also be vulnerable and yes. all of us are like yeah we have the same feeling no yes yes yes, yes agree that it's not difficult yes. you're not alone and, and I thought that COP practice was very good as well mm. okay Sunju, thank you so much for sharing your valuable insights with us. Uh, and to you, our audience, thank you for tuning in to Kapel Live Chat, where you can get business insights amidst changing times. We'll be back in a few weeks' time. Goodbye. Thank you.